Hi everyone, my name is Chris Postuposterson, and I am back with another Super Deluxe Special Edition episode of the Sleep With Me podcast. In case this is your first time hearing one of these Special Edition shows, usually I am behind the scenes helping Scoots out with some of the editing of the show, but every once in a while he'll ask me to take a show that we've already aired and add some sound design and music to it in order to make it a Super Deluxe Special Edition show. We do this as a big thank you to all those of you who are supporting the show. If you listen to the show and you are not yet supporting it and you get value out of it, you can go to sleepwithmepodcast.com slash support and sign up to be one of those folks who helps Scoots to make the show and helps other people get some well-needed rest. If my count's right, I believe this is Super Deluxe episode number 10. So let's get on with the show. Hi, are you up all night tossing, turning, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep, wondering what kind of music they play in space zoos in order to keep the animals calm? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me Podcast, Super Deluxe, Special Edition, Episode Number 10. Uh, I am Chris Posty Posterson. For tonight's show, I tried to take it back to some basics. Um, Scoots had really, well, a little while ago, a few weeks ago, uh, released an episode about finding a lynx and then going to a space zoo. Um, and I really liked something about that story. And I was thinking, you know, a space zoo would be a pretty wild thing because there'd be all these creatures from all over the universe. I don't know how you'd get them all to behave themselves and, and live, coexist together uh, in a single zoo. Uh, so I went nice and simple. I recorded this uh, bell instrument that I found and I tinkered around with it. Here's what it originally sounded like. So what I've done for tonight's show is I've taken that bell sound and I've slowed it down a bunch and I've kind of stretched it out in time so that it's really sleepy and really calming. And uh, the theory is that this is the music they play in the space zoo to keep everyone relaxed and easygoing. Enjoy. Hopefully it helps you get some sleep. Garterbell type. Um, 
last week I was talking about this iPod, this old iPod I have, and how at some point this iPod had become, well, let's see, it's hard to say, it was, well, it's definitely a ghost in the machine, so if you know what a ghost in a machine is, it means in, within the machine of the iPod there's a ghost, and depending on who you talk to, you know, if you, if you talk to a scientist, they're going to say, oh, it's, you know, some sort of, like if you talk to a solid state scientist, they're going to blame the solid state. If you talk to an algorithmic scientist, they're going to say, well, it's a you know, flux in the algorithm. And that is a professional term, flux in the algorithm. Oh, no, that was a song I wrote. Uh, or I mean, I, I intend to write flux in the algorithm. Yeah, right after I get done writing algorithmic that I never wrote. Um, so, uh, yeah, if you talk to a paranormal person, they say, well, it's an actual ghost in, in the Don't worry, this is a friendly, I believe it's a friendly one, whether it's mechanical, oh yeah, it could be a mechanical malfunction. Now I have to believe, uh, also the, the, in this case, uh, the ghost is based on Carol King, uh, the great songstress, uh, which adds a tiny bit of a wrinkle, depending on your version, what, what you believe a ghost is, because Carol King is still with us. open to a lot of interpretation, but what I, I guess what I'm saying is I have an iPod, an old iPod, and it's possessed by some sort of, uh, you know, this is be my spin on it again, you know, let the Swedes, you know, I, I have, it has been sent over there, so the Belgians, the Swedes, you know, the Norwegians, the Swiss, they're all going to have a look at it, and they'll all, you know, put in their two cents. over in Iceland, and I think even Dusseldorf, I think, I, I'm not sure if that's where all the weights and the measures are, you know, words gotten around about this thing, you know, they did send out about 5,000 press releases, uh, just to European ones, they figured, they, you know, in America, they, they've stopped, you know, they've blocked me, but I said, well, let me give one more shot there, Northern Europe, uh, but I guess I had, before their all-day rule, you know, before, you know, they just, it must be at the top, the top of all of their to-do lists. Uh, but I have to believe that, there, that there's something mystical going on with this iPod and Carol King. Uh, because, it, and, and here's why, it, it, it led me on a journey that we started last week. Uh, what had happened was I was walking, and I was so stressed about the podcast and figuring out stuff about the podcast. And he said, well, let me uh, see if this, because I've had this, this ghost of the machine issue for a little while, yeah, but it hadn't led me on any adventures yet. And you know, everybody says, you know, geez, you got to find some faith in something. And I said, well, why not take faith in some sort of uh, a dysfunctional consumer product? You know, what, what could be more American than that? You know, with the 4th of July coming up, I said, I said, I better practice so I said, I said, geez, I'm having trouble here. I'm stressed. I better go for a walk. Actually, maybe I was placing my faith in the act of walking. Then, uh, but then this, I saw, the, having to be walking down the street, I saw these, this cat and a bobcat, what I believe is a bobcat, uh, on the porch, and the bobcat was groaning. And normally I just mind my own business, you know, maybe look at the bobcat. 
the iPod became sentient and the Carol King started sending me messages through the iPod via songs she was shuffling. Again, these are my words. Uh, they happen to, I mean, they happen to co co correspond with the events of this adventure. But, you know, the, the song titles led, and the music led me to take this bobcat and attempt to, it was going, and I took off my shirt, wrapped it in my shirt, and I headed out to try to save, uh, well, sometimes, a lot of times I start, if you listen to Spikes, you know, sometimes I, say I do stuff without thinking. Uh, sometimes it's good intention. I said, well, let me not mind my own business here and scoop up this bobcat since it's groaning. And I know nothing about bobcats, very little. But it, well, here's what, something that's interesting I didn't think about. I'm allergic to cats, not bobcats, so that's good. Uh, but so I took the bobcat out, uh, and I headed out trying to find it like a place where it could you know, get degroaned. Because I asked it, do you have a hairball? It said, So I was out on the thing. Then I ran into a woman named Simone, who I just I did develop a crush for, but she was in a relationship, unfortunately. And Carol King, then I thought Simone was going to help me take this bobcat to the zoo. I guess I should have, you know, also when I was looking for help, I was just kind of yelling about Carol King messaging me via an iPod. And then this woman pulled up in a car. And for some reason, I guess because I'm, uh, what is that called? When you're like a little, you think like a little kid, naive. I didn't suspect, I thought she was there on behalf of Carol King to help me with this uh, bobcat. So then we drove to this uh, mount, up a mountain. And that's when Simone broke it to me that she was trying to get into the mountain. This was her bobcat, and her sister was a zoo dictator. There was a zoo in the mountain. I guess I was still convinced. I guess that's where it got easy, because she said she had been locked out, or she was a prisoner there. I just wanted to help the groaning bobcat. I mean, when you hear a bobcat groan like that, it just pull, I guess it doesn't pull on your heartstrings. I guess, but it was a, in the tradi traditional sense, it was a call to adventure. And oh, what an adventure we had. Because uh, no sooner did we gain access to this mountain on the inside, but it, I realized that it was a giant zoo. Well, I didn't see the zoo part, I just saw the caged parts. So this must have been behind the scenes. Her sister, she, Simone said her sister was a zoo dictator, her lover. She was French, so that's how they, like, don't, you know, no knee jerking. That's how they, like, that's how she referred to Patrice. Uh, was a vet, and he would take care of the bobcat. But I think the bobcat, although it may have even been a normal cat, I, but I would have been sneezing. Or at least my eyes would have been watering. Uh, but that it needed to be fed. But then I was hit by a dart, and then I was caged with all the other animals. Kind of said, well, that's it. Like, uh, and that's where we left off. But there I am, uh, trapped. Up. And oh, I also, just in case anybody doesn't listen to the podcast, uh, you could say, like, I have a primordial uh, resistance to zoos or something. Like, uh, when I see caged animals, it doesn't bother me politically. I mean, probably on some level it does, and it doesn't bother me morally. It's funny that it rhymes, but primordially, it does bother me. I say, something about this that reminds me. And I said, probably I was in a zoo at some point. And go ahead and get, get your laughs out that probably yeah, at some point in the future I'll be in a zoo. 
place, I started mixing up all of my legends. So I started, I closed my eyes. I started spinning in circles or turning in circles. And then like Beetlejuice, I said, Papa Noel, Papa Noel. Then I looked in a mirror and Decide. You'll get to blame. I said, Are you getting, like, what do you guys get paid in the 
trying to restrain Chandler from cartoons, to be honest with you. And I said, well, that's fine, because, you know, like I said, I've been waiting for the day to be launched into space, make friends with the aliens. I guess a lot of people have also said that I'm like an alien, or, you know, that my behavior's alien, or, you know, or, I, you know, many, so they said, that's fine, and they said, you know, since I have a primordial problem with the zoos, I don't know, maybe me and all these animals. I said, will I be weightless at all? I'm uh, sorry, but before I get to my plan, will I be weightless uh, at all? And they got him confused, and, uh, and then they said, yeah, I guess we will. And I said, great. And I said, well, it'll be worth it then. And then I'll, when I return, now, I'm, I'm, I'm presuming Papa Noel will be rescuing me, but I'm not sure if Papa Noel has a sleigh, one, I'm not super familiar. Two of sleighs, you know, if it's, a, if it's got an oxygen bubble stuff, Papa Noel can get me after I get my Christmas gift early through weightlessness. Or if Papa Noel just wait till I get with these aliens, which, what are these good aliens? And then they, then the, there was a reaction in their face. They said, okay, we're on to something. Okay, okay, but I still need your help, please. That's when Ryan Adams' song, My Love For You Is Real, came up. And, you know, because I, I had a crush on Simone, and usually pure evil people like, don't get crushes. Well, Cersei. So I guess some of those, uh, probably had some of those the child, some of those the, the Disney queens. Okay, so strike that, but it, it, it sensed, you know, that uh, Simone wasn't pure evil. I mean, who, who, what kind of a person decides to become a veterinarian? And so I said, and then that my love for you is real. And I said, well, actually, I looked at it, I said, before, you, before I get it, I said, what's the ET, what's our countdown? Well, I said, that's another thing I'd be excited to hear the countdown over the loudspeakers. I said, are they going to do that? And I said, also, will I get a helmet uh, in a patch, I'd like, you know, a launch patch, so in case I come back to Earth, I can prove it to me. And also, and I said, what about Bob? And I said, is Bob coming to space? Because I'd like to say goodbye to Bob the Bobcat, since that's, uh... They said, are you sure I'm the best candidate for, uh... They said, and they, they said, well... And I said, can I just say goodbye to Bob? And I think Bob liked me. And I said, what's wrong with Bob anyway? Because I really, before I get launched into space, uh, with all these other animals. And I noticed... Want to brag you, uh, but I will. Uh, and I think this might be another thing where you start talking about primordial to primordial ooze pumping through my veins. All the other animals, animals like me for the most part, unless you know, unless it's a mutual dislike, and then they say, okay, well, I just don't like you, you don't like me. But for the most part, uh, we, you know, animals like me. So all the animals have been paying very close attention to me. And I'm sure they heard my real compassion and empathy for Bob the Bobcat. Uh, so I started to feel more and more secure, you know, because I felt the animals watching me. And I felt like my voice was comforting them, maybe my, the confidence I was trying to have. Because I was curious, I said, geez, like normally, unfortunately, like in a day-to-day -day life, like just going and sitting down and paying bills, I lose my sense of adventure. Uh, but you, you know, Lock me inside of a mountain and, and threaten to launch me into space. I'm like, I don't know. That's when I'm able to adapt.
that. And they said, listen, I'll be straight with you. Go ahead and launch me in space. But, but my love for Bob and Bob kids really just want to know before you do, you know, what, what's going on with Bob and if Bob's okay, I'd like to say goodbye. I just patted it just like that Bob's head. And then she said, no, she just go get Bob. And I said, also, Simone, I don't know if this will change things because I, I guess this is a win-win situation for me to get launched into space and I'm weightless. Or I do have a crush on you, I should be honest. I mean, it's, 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 on, you know, it's on hold now because I'd rather stand Papa Noel's good list. He and Patrice, you know, he, he looks for, you know, I'm not a vet, so I don't have that income or I don't have that going for me. I said if I was wearing any kind of lab coat, it would be, you know, a, a store-bought one. So it wouldn't be, uh, it wouldn't have the inlay of my name. Doctor, you know, unless it was Dr. Goofball, which, and then she smiled. And they said, It's fine, you, you know, don't worry about that. I'll be waiting soon. And they said, So is this all? Is some of this about Bob? And she said, It is about Bob a little bit. And this, this is like terribly, but she told me this long story. And then Patrice came about how they rescued Bob the Bobcats. Uh, they found Bob in a crater of all places. Bobcats here in exchange for all these zoo animals, plus one human. 
when I talk about being on the right path, the Bob Marley song Chatterbox came on. So I said, okay, keep talking. Let's go with your Carol King is actually you know, encouraging you. So this, but then I said, okay, so, so you're keeping Bob. So, so I said, Bob's sick. And they said, yeah, but they, Bob, that was the thing. They said, we'll bring Bob in a special, like, some, you know, she thought it was plutonium-like, but not plutonium. That Bob needed because Bob's lasers weren't working, obviously. Otherwise, Bob would have done some cool laser stuff. But yeah, she says, So her sister made a deal to exchange all the animals within the mountain. The aliens gave it, you know, they had technology to launch the inside of the mountain. Clearly, we don't. I mean, it's a freaking you can't get the get up in that C 130. You wait for three four seconds. And then you can't even do that. And so it was your typical exchange, like a zoo exchange, but not. Right here, 
closeness. But he said, I was asking them. They didn't know. I said, oh, pleasure to meet you, by the way. They said, I, you know, you don't have, they said, you can just refer to me. They said, do I have a cage number? And she said, your cage number is zero. And they said, well, do you listen to my podcast? And she said, no. And then Carol King kicked on the NWA bonus track, bonus beats. And they said, I'm supposed to be looking for something, bonus beats. And then I, I just started tapping and, and I started tapping on the, bars and she said she said he'll do he'll do fine and I said that's right I'm gonna give believe me you're gonna get your money's worth uh, I said and I said I don't want to know about it I, I said do you believe in Papa Noel and she and I said we you know I said as a villain we haven't really spent a lot of time with you she said I'm no villain I'm a visionary and I said that's that's what they all say and I said okay I said especially when Papa Noel comes with the gold I think that happened in like four or five chapters of Tale of Two Cities and Les Mis, the two you know, French novels I'm most familiar with. When Papa Noel came to visit all the people that got you, they said, why are you doing this to me, Papa Noel? I'm a visionary. And they said, I, I feel a bit like Jean Valjean right now, except that I'll be weightless. So, um, and she said, do you ever be quiet? And I said, well... I said, I said, well, when you guys got me with that dart, I was pretty quiet. And I said, well, you still don't know what bonus beats are. And then I, 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 heard, I saw, like, a, like a, I saw a corner of my eye, yeah, like a, it looked like a lion yawning. And then I saw a couple more animals start to yawn. Yeah, like, you know, the sympathetic yawn. And I said, okay, bonus beats. And then I started, I said, okay, well, I, I said, when's the launch? How, how long's the launch? She's just at any moment now, you know, we just, she's like, I just wanted to see you with my own eyes, and I said, well, here they are, and I said, I said do you mind if I, I beatbox for, terribly for comfort, and she said, what, and I said, actually, I don't really beatbox, but I started beatboxing, which I know I can't do here, and I don't do a good job, but as I started doing it, like, all the animals were watching me, and, you know, it, it's kind of wild, which is why I wouldn't do it on a sleep podcast, but some of the mammalian animals, they started doing, like, different, you know, what was it called, raspberry sounds, and they were following my lead, and it started, you know, this is like a whole chamber, you know, multi-levels, we're talking 30 tiers, you know, like, just like in a sci-fi movie, circular, we're in the side of a mountain, right, one of those triangular mountains, so we're talking about a central rounded chamber, circular with uh, cells, I guess I'm in cell zero, and so it goes all the way up to, to the top, and all those animals start doing some form of, like, uh, whatever is one step below amateur beatboxing, where a beatboxer would say, you're not making, you're not beatboxing. And I'd say, no, no, I'm trying to beatbox. So like, uh, I'm, you know, beatbox, BBIT, beatboxer in training. And the noise started to get very loud. And I, they, they said, then the, my iPod kicked on Road to Nowhere by Talking Heads. And so I said, Road to, I said, what do you want me to, and I said, oh, I, and then I said, okay, this is uh, perfect. And then again, I made eye contact with the, the, uh, the animals, and it was really, really loud. I mean, imagine uh, thousands of animals trying to beatbox with a person that doesn't know how to beatbox, sympathetic beatboxing. 
there's another autobiography. Somebody write that down. The sympathetic feedback, sir. That should be, that'd be the best, best friend ever. Well, who's your best friend? The sympathetic feedback, sir. Actually, if anybody wants to, if anybody's a therapist, yeah, sympathetic feedback therapy. What kind of therapy do you crave? SBT, sympathetic feedback therapy. It's a new form. You know, pseudoscience uh, for sure. But anyway, in this case, uh, the beatboxing was not, it was sympathetic, but not to the ears. And then I pr pretended, uh, you know, because Carol King was planning ideas in my mind, not due to my own, uh, you know, not my own brilliance. I pretended I was hearing something above the beatboxing or beyond the beatboxing. And then I started to make a motion, like the, I said, oh, and then I said, five, four, three. And of course, the dictator woman, whose name I still never caught, uh, she she looked at me at first like I was losing, and then I said, what? And then I started shaking myself ours, and then all the animals, especially the primates, of course, uh, with all the other animals, they started doing, I guess, sympathetic acting. And, you know, I was pretending I was being thrown about my cage. And, they, and, it, and once all the animals started moving, the whole room started shaking. So then, like, they, they got this panicked look on their face. And all the animals were still shaking. Now, unfortunately, that ruse lasted for about all of four seconds. Uh, uh, because, you know, th these people were reasonably intelligent. Uh, but also, like, it also, when the animals were still shaking, I was still shaking, and, and then the building started, you know, I mean, once you, you can't really double retrofit a mountain, here's some free advice, like, uh, if you're going to carve out the inside of a mountain for some sort of futuristic zoo or something, that's one thing. But then if you're going to have a bunch of aliens come in and retrofit the futuristic zoo, with ratchet, rocket ship type stuff, it definitely affects the structural integrity of the mountain. Yeah, because it's supposed to be launched into space, you know, it's, it's totally different. Uh, totally different kind of engine. I mean, ask any engineer. I mean, don't, you know, don't take my word for it. Uh, but the thousands of animals shaking uh, made, started to make the mountain and, and the spaceship. Uh, it's, meant, it's not meant for, uh, it's meant for vertical movement. And you know, lower. You know, anyway, again, talk to the, talk to the scientists about that. Uh, but then, you know, they said the mountains started to come apart, and they were all panicking. And then I told them, I said, stop, 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 stop. Uh, you know, because I want obviously I, would, I mean I don't want to affect these poor animals. And then the, the dictator was yelling at me, and I could see the uh, the family lineage there, because then Simone was just standing holding Bob the Bobcat with Patrice behind her, you know, kind of reliving some sort of family issue. Meanwhile, me and all these poor animals are stuck in this family drama. I mean, who even knows how the, the, the you know, the aliens and the lasers work into it. Uh, but I, then Neil Diamond's solitary man came on. And she was yelling at me that I probably structure, you know, damaged the bracket structurally. And she just seemed, you know, I blew over plans up, you know, totally. And he said, well, I'm sure the aliens will, you know, re-retrofit the mountain. You know, because there was like holes you could see. Obviously, we weren't going into space. And I, 
mess and think about how I feel. I was finally going to be weightless. You know, I couldn't go to space camp. Were you recording that part when I was uh, telling you that? And she was really mad. And and then uh, you know, I said, well, I said you just, I said that's fine. Like, uh, I said all I wanted to do was help a bobcat. And then I said, this is the, the path. I said there's still a chance uh, to turn all this around for Papa, you and Papa Noel, even if you don't. Uh, believe in Papa Noel, you know, and she's, you know, obviously she was saying she was going to, she said, I think she, she was saying she was going to leave me solitary in the cell, I said, forever, and I said, you're going to let all the animals free, right, she said, no, no, the animals, she said, yeah, I'm still going to get, we'll wait for it, and then she said, I don't know what I'm going to do, and she was really, and I said, whoa, I said, holy cow, I said, why don't you try to set, I said, well, you can't really set these animals, I said, you really, really, I said, maybe we should get a hold of Papa Noel because that would be the best person to return all these animals to the rightful owners or their natural habitats or a place, you know, they could accommodate them into something like their natural habitat, you know, with good conscience. And then all three of them gave me a blank look, which I knew, I knew at that point, you know, they were all, they had crossed over, you know, they had gone too far and they had no intention of returning these animals those like places so I said oh boy I said you care you know I said take care of King how about a little help here and then hey Jude came on the Beatles song and I said well geez I guess it's time to make a set take a sad song and make it better and I looked at Bob the Bobcat and I wondered uh you know and I said you know what she said I don't think people you know people don't get lasers in their eyes just for light shows so I started singing, hey, Bob, we need your lasers. We need your lasers from your eyes, Bob. Just remember to look inside of your bobcat heart, and soon you'll begin uh, to laser us all out. All out, all out. And then I started singing, Bob, 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 Bob. Bob, 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 hey, Bob, laser us, come on, Bob, laser, and then Bob, I said, Bob, remember, this whole tale started with me and Carol King, here to rescue you, to rescue all these other creatures, and maybe, says, maybe it's too late to rescue yours or Christmas, and then Bob, just like that, I mean, it took a lot more singing, like, really not sleep podcasty level, and then all the other animals, Harmon, well, I'd say harmony. It would, that would be an extreme, uh, horrible version of harmony. You know, singing and howling along with me, singing, "Hey, Bob, uh, laser us out, out, out." You know, can you hear? You can probably hear the howling. It was beautiful for, for me, and it touched Bob's heart because we said, you know, deep in your heart or whatever, you've got some lasers, uh, lasers, lasers. Come on, Bob, and then Bob started to laser. Uh, laser shot out of Bob's eyes and not the kind for a light show but they were obviously laser lights and soon you know locks started to melt and I said well actually Bob just let me hold on Bob that's what I said with your light I was still singing and then the lasers also they blinded the other three I guess that was a little bit of a miracle because I wasn't blinded because I was singing, probably that's why, or Bob knew, 
that's your toast, basically, when the Mounties kept you messing with the mountain, mountain rights violations. And I said, oh, they're French-Canadian. And I said, well, and I said, au revoir. And then, you know, again, another non-disclosure agreement I signed with the I did experience weightlessness. Bob did get returned to Bob's uh, proper planets. Because uh, it turns out, even in some of these space planets, because I told the delivery guy, I said, uh, I asked him if he, you know, I said, do you know what Bob in the Well is? No. Santa Claus? No. Roberta Claus? And then he said that it was leaked over the airwaves there. They thought it was actual news, my, my podcast. <laughs> talk about an ego boost aliens to listen to this podcast so then i said well can we just, let's not deliver bob let's deliver bob to where bob belongs so then and then they got weightlessness in like two different orbits you know and then a third one on the way back to earth and maybe i guess the whole time but i had to go you know i had to go into some cryo sleep for a little while so that was cool i got cryo sleep uh guess I missed out on the like uh, whatever when you go really fast how they and I didn't pay attention for any of the technology stuff yeah I mean I guess uh, I, I keep my adventures to earth and then I was returned to earth to, to tell you the tale and express my appreciation on behalf of the animals of the world and the universe uh, for, for, for the real savior Carol King uh, so that's the end of that tale Hey, good night, everybody. And don't uh, shoot your lasers, Bob.